to Judging Book Covers podcast, a bi-weekly book club podcast focused on going through our 2019 book challenge. I'm Megan Griffin, and as always, I am joined by my amazing co-host, Stephanie Cortez. How are you doing this morning? Doing well. Doing well. It's a rainy morning here. It is. Hoping it stops it soon. Yes, it was like that weird rainy but warm in my yeah. apartment, so it's like I can't quite open all the windows yet. Yep. But... Walking the dog, I was like, oh, I didn't maybe need this other coat on top of my hoodie. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, it's finally warming up. Yes, 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 yes. And I was watching, I've been watching Pretty Little Liars Perfectionist, and um, there was like a jump scene, and it thundered at the exact same time (laughs) last night. I was like, okay, well, that that was effective. Thank you. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh, did I tell you that we did get caught up all the way on Good Girls? Yes, but still, this let's show. Everyone needs to be watching this show. Yes. I just saw that it got renewed for a third season. I did too. But everyone needs to watch it so that it just keeps. It's so good. Yeah, it's <laughs> so good. like such a ridiculous premise. And I remember yeah. watching the first episode when it came out uh, last year, mm-hmm. and uh, there was an attempted rape in the first episode, which was my point of being like, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm not in the, the best headspace for this. However. Mm-hmm. It is handled very well. It is yep. just an attempt, and the show is hilarious and gets yep. so much better. And there is some serious eye candy with one person oh, yes. in particular that I'm thinking of, where Chris is just like, all right, Steph. Every time he comes on screen, <laughs> he's just like, okay. <laughs> Even in your pants. <laughs> I've definitely Googled to be like, what else are you in? That oh, yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go watch this. Yes. And there's a show with... Uh, Aaron Ashmore. It's either Sean or Aaron. I can't remember. And um, oh, the woman who played Agent Carter. It's like, oh. you know, I'm going to have to go watch this show that got canceled very quickly. But it's just a lot of eye candy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yes, everybody go watch Good Girls. Keep yes. running for as long as possible. Yes. Well, up to a point, because I want it to be able to end in a satisfactory yes. way. I feel like certain shows, some shows just keep going beyond what they should go. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. It has definitely been a good year of a lot of shows coming to a conclusion that is on their own terms. And it's been heartbreaking and also really good. Like Mm -hmm. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend was really good. I'm expecting I'm expecting to be super sad when Jane the Virgin ends. Yes. (sighs) iZombie's another one. Oh, I didn't realize that one was ending. Yes, it's last season too. No, it's last season. It starts in May. Gotcha. Um, which was fine. They weren't sure if they were getting a renewal. So season four's ending would mm-hmm. have actually been incredibly satisfactory. But it'll be okay. They're going to gotcha. end it how they want. No, S.H.I.E.L.D. has this season. And then it also got another season already, which I found surprising. Because last season was written in such a way to be a finale. Because I don't think they were sure. So it's, yeah. it, that could easily serve as a series finale. Um, I like I S.H.I.E.L.D. Two more. I just... One, I'm very behind on S.H.I.E.L.D. I just wish they'd, like, incorporated it into the movies more. I know. I am still... My heart watching Captain Marvel, I knew that Agent Coulson was in it. But as soon as he came on screen, I was like, Chris, it's him. He's here. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to see him show up in, like, Endgame or, like, in something, like... Are they aware that he's still alive? No. None of them know. The only one... Who knows? Maria Hill knows because she shows right. up on the show, but he tells her not to tell Stark. So she doesn't tell. I'm assume, She's a spy. She keeps secrets. I'm assuming she kept that secret for him and didn't tell. Um, and I Nick hasn't told anyone. So no, I think they all still think that he's dead. Oh, Lady Sif knows because she shows okay. up on the show and she's like, what the hell? Thor told me that Loki killed you. 
And he explains, but he asks her not to tell Thor, and she agrees. Okay, yes. But also, we didn't see her. I don't know where she is. Because she was not in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, So I have questions about just where the hell she's been. Yeah, okay, that is something that I want in Endgame. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I do want them to find out. Like, if you're going to, because, you know, the expected thing is that the the first phase of uh, heroes are getting faded out, mm-hmm. either the handing over the mantle or dying. I would like them to leave <laughs> knowing that Coulson's still alive. Right. Even if they die in anger, it's okay. Right. I'm okay with that. Right. Uh, yeah. Oh, that comes out, like, between episodes. So soon. Oh, so <laughs> soon. Do you have tickets already? I do. Oh, my God. It was such chaos. Mm. I didn't realize. I just saw, it was like, oh, yeah, tickets. And I was... So I went to, I've got two theaters near me that I really love. One wasn't selling tickets yet. Um, the other kept crashing. So I was oh, like, okay. You posted about them crashing and that's how yes. I learned that the sites were <laughs> crashing. <laughs> so then I went to, I think, Regal, AMC, and Adam, and they were all having problems. And I was like, well, I really want to go see it at Draft House. Mm-hmm. So I went to Fandango. Fandango put me in a line, which was fine. I, it was a 30-second line. But I was just like, really? That's a weird. line for movie wow. tickets? Online? <laughs> yeah. So I was telling uh, my my boss about this, and uh, he was like, "I don't believe you." And so he pulls up his um, fa- he pulled up Fandango for Sunday night. So I have tickets Thursday at six p.m. Every showing after that was sold out. I have no idea how I got this six p.m. showing, and in like the row that I love. So nice. I'm like, it's we haven't perfect. looked, and we probably should have. And I think the only one that does assigned seating is the IMAX. But it's like true IMAX, like the theater in Connecticut where we used to live said IMAX, but it wasn't like, yeah, it was just a slightly bigger screen. This one's like huge. That's how we saw um, Solo okay, uh, for our friend's wedding weekend. We all went. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Because like, I don't know if I want to pay more. I'm like, but it's the assigned seating. (laughs) (laughs) We know where we're going to sit. Even though literally every single time we've ever done assigned seating here or in Connecticut, there's always someone who did not read the thing properly and thinks they're in the back row where we are. And in reality, they're oh, no. down in the front row because they didn't pay attention to where it says the word screen. Oh, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. See, because Draft House only has the seats that recline in the front row. I always sit in the front row. Mm-hmm. And it's perfect. Um, my other theater, the one that didn't have tickets on sale, went on sale about two hours after all this chaos started. Yeah. Yeah. They were still not sold out like five days later when I looked. Oh, wow. Okay. They were still perfect. And I was like, they're cheaper tickets. I should have waited. But it's a newer theater and like I kind of forget it exists. So it'll get there. It'll get there. But uh, yeah, lots of exciting things. Did you guys see Pet Cemetery? Yes. Okay. That's right. Yes, yes. You and Tim both did. I have not. I really liked it. You got (laughs) to see it. There were some changes. Okay. uh, And I like... Like with the Harry Potter movies, there are certain things I cannot stand with the changes. Oh, no. <laughs> but these changes, I was like, okay. I really, because you've seen the trailer, right? Yes. So you know it's not the little boy. Yes. I wish, I wish they had somehow done the marketing where we didn't know it was the little girl. Because it, like, I just, I really wish they could have just kept that a secret. Yeah. Because then it would have been even more shocking. I don't know how, I mean... I mean, I guess yeah, they, they could have if they only focused on the dad. And the cat. like And the cat, yeah. And the mom being sad. And they could, yeah. they could show the son a little bit like before he yeah, died. Yeah, exactly. You know. Oh, that would have been so good. But I really liked it. Even knowing that change and then a couple other changes, I liked it. 
Yeah. All right. That's cool. Yeah. Um, trying to think. I don't think there's been any other adaptions that have come out to things that we've talked about. Although I did see a great quote from Angie Thomas, mm-hmm. um, who we did the Hate You Give a couple months ago, um, who was talking about the difference between movie and mm-hmm. book adaptations. And it was the best quote. And it was uh, essentially like an author is a grandparent. Mm-hmm. The movie and the book are great grandkids. Or, <laughs> sorry, are grandkids that are raised by two different sets of parents. And that's why they come out a little different. And I was like, that's, that's so perfect. Because like... I used to be someone that was very much like, why isn't this by the book? And then took a few movie classes and like mm-hmm. was like, adaptations are a thing. It's great. You know, everybody's got a vision. And well, now I get really annoyed. you can't convey. In yeah. It. Like you can't, like this, the, your main character thinking all these things, that's a little hard to convey. So you may exactly. got, you got to do some things to, to sh- show that up. I will never abide by the burrow being set on fire in Harry Potter, though. I just no, will not agree. have that. Like <laughs> there's a lot of things. Harry Potter still is my sticking point. Like, the entire last Fantastic Beast movie, I'm still like, nope, no, I'm sorry. I have not, have not seen it. <laughs> have you heard? I think I told you the spoilers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 because I was like, I'm not going to, just lay it on me. <laughs> yeah, no, still angry about that. Like, yeah, it is, you know, you're right. Conveying things that are in someone's mind is one mm-hmm. thing. Completely changing people's backgrounds and stories. Right, setting houses on fire. That did not yeah. catch fire and then needed to be the site of a wedding at the beginning exactly. of the next one. Like, I get they have magic, but still, like, that's mm-hmm. traumatizing, and it was probably magical fire. Whatever. I think um, it was supposed fine. to be fiend fire or whatever, that really destructive one that destroys the Horcrux in the last one. Yes. I think that's what it was supposed you to be, because they rebuild. all looked really devastated. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well, so. before we dive into what we read this week, um, what, let's see, between episodes, you were going to try to finish the refrigerator monologues and some lock and key. How did that go? Yes. Finished the refrigerator monologues. Really liked it. I'm now not sure if I rated it on Goodreads, but I need to go do that. Um, I was thinking of the refrigerator monologues while reading this book because I, as soon as we were introduced to Stormy Llewellyn, I was immediately very worried for her. Yes. Um, but I really liked it. And then for Lock and Key, I started volume four, but I haven't finished it. Okay. So. Yeah, I officially have four, five, six, and like... A collection of the side stories or something. Oh, I guess okay. He's posted short stories throughout, mm-hmm. so uh, I'm very excited to sit down with those one of these days. Nice. <laughs> so. And I think you were going to read on the come up, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Angie Thomas's sophomore novel, uh, based in the same area as The Hate You Give, but not a sequel. It is amazing. It's so good. There's a lot of uh, mixed reviews about the main character. Okay. Because she is not as sympathetic as Star is in The Hate mm. You Give. Um, I love her. I'm also realizing how much of an adult I am because, like, I very much sympathize with the mom in the story. (laughs) And she's amazing. Um, I haven't wrote my review. By the time this comes out, it'll it'll be on my blog. Um, But so the book is about a girl who wants to become a rapper and get out and, you know, make her way. And also her dad died when she was, like, a baby and was an up-and-coming rapper. So she's got to live with that, too. Angie Thomas wrote the raps. Oh, shit. So good. And, like, there's a couple Instagram videos of her doing the raps. Oh, my God. Okay. I need this in my life. (laughs) Yes. And then, so I have the actual book, but, um, oh, I just forgot her name. Bonnie, Bonnie Tarpon. I think that's her name. Crap. I'll edit it in if it's not. Um, Did the audiobooks and listening to her do the raps is amazing, too. So, all around, 
amazing experience. It was one of those things where I was like, I don't want to start it because I know I'm going to love it and it's going to have to end. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but it has also been, you know, sold for the, the rights for the movie. Uh, so okay. it'll be really cool to see what goes nice. next. So, but for this week, we did a book with a purple cover. Um, even though neither of ours had the purple on it. <laughs> I ordered mine through the library. I could not determine which one they were going to send because my library is still like doing renovations. So you have to okay. request everything. Um, for but we up, do. So. Yeah. There's <laughs> definitely purple on the cover on the Goodreads. Yep. Um, and uh, it was Odd Thomas by Dean Coons. We decided to give him a try. Yep. Yep. Because uh, we have definitely had a lot of controversial opinions about him. Even though we'd never read any of his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a little bead, but yeah, it's okay. Did you know anything about what Ad Thomas was about going into the book? No, I think I assumed based on like I re- vaguely remember the movie coming out, and I think I assumed there was something supernatural about mm-hmm. it. Um, but I think I always just assumed it was like more zombie apocalypse mm-hmm. uprising. What yeah. about you? I didn't know anything. I kind of just assumed ghosts, maybe type of supernatural. Yeah. Stuff like that. Poltergeist, whatever. Um, but that's, I did, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't no, have any other assumptions, so. Expecting a kind of murder mystery, mystery, mystery uh, book. Yeah. Uh, I will say I made the mistake of, because this is a series, it's like a seven book series. Mm-hmm. And I was curious where it kind of, I was just looking at the other titles and uh, summaries. Definitely the last one spoils this book. Oh, shit. Oh, no. I was very, I was about a quarter of the way through, and I was just curious, like, where does this go? Kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. I just, summaries don't usually spoil the last book. And so um, I knew about the death towards the end. Shit. About a quarter of the way, which bummed me out. I still cried, but I was still bummed that I was like, oh. Well, sorry. I knew she would die within the first, like, six books. Okay. Still wasn't expecting it to be in the first book. Gotcha. Yeah. So. Yeah. There were definitely some things I didn't see coming or didn't guess, like little twists and turns that happened. Yeah. Hers was one of them. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What'd you think about the book overall? It was fine. I don't like, I tried very hard not to be influenced by the talk we've had of Dean Coons yeah. and like, uh, that because I knew Tim really loved this book and overall Tim and I didn't generally have similar tastes. Mm-hmm. Um, I was bored more than anything. Like it is a very, very long setup for by the time the payoff came, I just kind of didn't care. Mm. And when I told Tim this cause I knew you were a little bit behind it. So I didn't want to talk about mm-hmm. it in our group. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I think he said like that, that whole thing almost made him cry. And I was like, Oh no. <laughs> I just, I think I'm so done with anything mass shooting wise that I just kind of have this block where I'm like, I, I don't, the, the emotional baggage is gone. Yeah. Kind of in a sense. I what about I'm, you? So I think, so I, there, I put out all of our conversations out of my, out of my mind. <laughs> Um, because my stepdad read this, like he read the whole series. So I just, I hadn't asked him, but I assumed that he liked it if he kept going with it. So, and obviously Tim had said that he really liked it. So I thought there were a few parts where I thought he did like the sense of dread very well, mm-hmm. like certain buildups, um, certain little twists that we'll get to as we're talking about it that I didn't guess or didn't really see coming and then being like, 
oh shit, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, the mass shooting at the end, though, I think I just, for me, I think that's too real life. I know this was written, I think, in 2003. Um, I think that's when it came out. Yeah. So they weren't as prevalent, I guess, as they are now, where it's like almost every day we could easily be hearing about another mass shooting. Um, so it's, it's too close to real life, I think, for me, where I'm like, I could easily be at a mall and something happened. Or yeah. I don't know. And like, I just I don't want that. <laughs> like, I don't want to read about this <laughs> because yeah. it could like give me ghosts. Give me dead bodies. Don't give me bugs in the dead body, which we'll get to. <laughs> unnecessary um but I don't I can't do mass shootings like so I yeah. when I got like I got to that part I was like well this means I will never ever reread this book because I just can't exactly <laughs> I can't. yeah that, I think you're right is is if I had read this 10 years ago or when it came out I probably would have loved it yeah. but given how yeah prevalent mass shootings are and it's just like I don't want to say I read to escape because I read a lot of nonfiction. I read a lot mm-hmm. of realistic fiction and it's it's you know not necessarily the truth, but mm-hmm. but sometimes there you are, do. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I stick, I stay away from anything with a school shooting, mm-hmm. um, and anything like anything that's going to cause me unnecessary anxiety and dread, mm-hmm. and that's what mass shootings kind of are. Yeah, I think like I compared it to so American Horror Story. Oh, I forget which one. It's the one about the, is it called election? It's about like the election. Um, this was a couple years ago. So I was all caught up, except I still never went back to watch the circus up, uh, series because people told me it was bad and I skipped it to start hotel. <laughs> um, and Matt Bomer was in that one. So I was like, let's focus on this one. Um, but the okay. one about the election. Oh, what? I've never watched American Horror Story except oh, okay. for like, the first three episodes. So like, is this something as me, a single woman who has an overactive imagination can get into? Or am I just going to stay? Mm. Like, I saw us, and I'm okay with us. But it's, I'm, so I'm assuming this is probably not something I'm going to want to binge. But I am very curious okay. about American Horror Story. I'm trying to figure out how to answer this without spoiling something from one of the seasons that I will say is kind of related to what we were just talking about with this book. Okay. okay. So there, there, it doesn't fully show it from what I remember, but that does come up at one point. Um. It, I don't know, like, some seasons weren't as scary as others. Like, the first one's Murder House. Um, there are ghosts. That's one I've watched a few of. A few yeah. Of. Um, there's definitely some creepy parts. Um, we'll say Rape by a Deception. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Because, like, the second season, I think, is the one, is that the one that's about, that's not Asylum. It's the one where I was like, I, maybe it is Asylum. One where I was like, I don't ever need to rewatch this one. <laughs> okay. Uh, where I was like, uh, it's definitely, it can definitely be creepy. I will say my favorite, and I, it may just be because Matt Bomer was in it. <laughs> the hotel one was valid. my favorite. Yeah. The, that one has, um, oh God, what's the guy's name? The serial killer who had like the murder mansion hotel, uh, I think at the World's Fair, maybe in Chicago. Yes. Okay. So he he's in it, like his okay. ghost, but him... Um, the Night Stalker, cannot think of her name, but Charlize Theron played her in the movie with Christina Ricci. She was also, a, uh, she'd killed some people. Oh, I'm totally drawing a blank, but okay. I'm, maybe this will be what I do after I finish Supernatural. It'll be fine. But yeah. maybe so there's one about start. an election. Yes. This is like the one ago. I've never heard about. 
I did not watch it because it takes place after our 2016 election. Oh, God. Um, okay. What is his name? Evan, Evan, Evan Peters? Evan, uh, is that his oh, name? Oh, yes. He's the one that's kind of in a lot he's of them. Like in, except he's not going to be in the next one from what okay. I read. Uh, but he's in like all of them, I think. Okay. He uh, he plays a dera- like a kind of a deranged racist guy who's super excited about the president that was elected. Um <laughs> And then there's, okay, I will say one of my favorite things, though, was uh, Sarah Paulson, and I can't remember the actress's name, but she's, they're, they're married, and they have a kid, and the two of them are talking about the election, and Sarah's like, I'm just so upset that he was elected, how could people do this? And finally her wife, like, snaps on her as if she's been, like, holding this in this whole time. She's like, you voted for Jill Stein. You wasted your vote. <laughs> so how are you? Oh, no. I just didn't agree with Hillary's, like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Oh, but no. that was a little too realistic with the um, yeah. the hate that people have felt emboldened to exhibit in very violent ways. So yeah. I think Chris and I watched maybe two episodes at the most, maybe only one. And I was just like, I'm not watching this. And Chris, the same thing. He's like, he fell off of Hotel. Like he, I think he fell off watch, watching them too. But I definitely finished Hotel and then the next one. But this one, I was okay. like, no, I can't. I cannot. It's, it was too close to real life. And I was like, give me Murder House. Give me those ghosts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Honestly, I don't, nobody has mentioned election to me before. So I'm shocked that they did that. Like yeah. for a show that's supposed to be such an escape. But yeah. So before we dive too far in this book, are you going to continue with the series? I don't know. I kind of, because I thought that he did dread in anticipation pretty well I would consider it I'm just a little nervous I, I don't think he would do another mass shooting yeah maybe you that's know. what we should double check with uh, yeah. Tim about yeah yeah <laughs> um, I do I like really like my my basic review was I like Odd Thomas the character mm-hmm. I don't particularly care for the book mm-hmm. and uh, yeah for something so supernatural to have such a a real ending. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was, that was too much. So Can just have some more ghosts. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, ghosts I mean, Chris, that I don't know are ghosts. <laughs> I don't know. I was kind of hoping for like a ghost of a serial killer thing. I don't know what I was really yeah. hoping for, but well, you get that in season, I think is it five, whatever one hotel is of American <laughs> horror story with perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Them. <laughs> oh, so the book opens and we learn very quickly that Odd is, one, his real name, mm-hmm. two, writing a story. So yep. whatever happens, he'll be fine. And uh, three, only, that he I was surprised is, at how young he was, too. He's yes. only 20. He's only 20 and um, a lot of weird shit happens to him. And by a lot of weird shit, we learn very quickly, he sees ghosts. And I actually really like the ghost of these stories because mm-hmm. they don't talk. Which is interesting. Yeah. They just kind of show things, lead Odd around until he can basically help them out. Right. Move move on to whatever they're going next. They can touch him. Like they, they there's a few times where they like hold his hand or put their hand on his hand or shoulder and he can feel the weight of it, like feel them yeah. instead of or like they can phase through stuff, but I don't know if maybe the making the choice to like reach out and touch him, they can. Yeah. Um, it seems like he can also sort of channel them because the way we learn it is 
He sees a little, she's a 12-year-old girl, Penny Callisto. We don't know right away that she is a ghost, but I think he knows right off the bat that she's not alive anymore. Um, and he knows someone killed her. <clears throat> and when that person come, like drives up to talk to him, he basically says the things that the guy did to Penny. So it's like he's channeling her yeah. somehow um, to know that he raped and killed her and has like blood on a couple cloths in his pocket. Yeah, that was that was a lot. Yeah, yeah. he he talks a, a few times about how they um uh if he has a picture or a name or mm-hmm. like if he knows what someone looks like or if he has a name that he can kind of use the power of the spirits to find them and get to where he's going. <laughs> yes. My favorite um, was that Stormy, his girlfriend calls it um PMS, yes. psychic magnetism i don't remember what the s stands for but the way it's written it's like you don't get what the what the common re- uh, meaning yes. of pms is <laughs> yeah i i really like odd odd is you know he's had this power or whatever since he was seven years old he's not that we get it immediately but had a very crappy childhood mm-hmm. and um but he's still like clearly an intelligent guy who just wants a simple life right and I'm going to say it now, he kind of reminds me of Tim in that way. Oh. <laughs> and like the best way possible. It, it, yeah. Stormy is like, you're just so uncomplicated. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know someone like this. <laughs> in the best way possible. Like I really cannot right. express how much I really liked Odd. And I think the added bonus was that I knew Anton Yelchin plays him in the movie, which I haven't yes. watched yet. I, but yes. <laughs> I, I, I thought that, that was a great way of like... He he has that the face for that. Yes. And, and I do think knowing that he played him helped endear him even more to me yes. as well. Because yes. I just... And I was picturing him doing these things. And oh, entirely, like, yes. My heart. There was yeah. never another, like, image in my head other than curly brown hair, pale yeah. skin, and just, like, this innocent boyish smile. Yes. Yes. <sighs> Too fucking young. Yeah. Um, so... Oh, we also learned that he is haunted, air quotes, by Elvis. And I love when books oh do my this. God. Like Elvis just keeps hanging around. So I think at the beginning, he says something like Elvis with a lay, like pointing at him. When I read that, I don't know if I was reading too quickly or what, but I just assumed he had like an Elvis statue or poster. I just assumed a cat. <laughs> it's like your cat's name is Elvis. Got it. Cool. And I don't know why it took me a little while to yeah. connect that because True Blood, the True Blood novel series does mm-hmm. the same thing. Elvis is a uh, vampire. He's really good <gasps> friends with Bill in the series. Oh he helps God. out in protecting <laughs> Suki a few times. But you don't call him Elvis oh. because, like, when he got changed over, something happened and he's not mentally all there and it will, okay. like, actually upset him. Gotcha. And, uh, <laughs> but I, I, I like when these series do this where it's like, yeah, famous ghost happens, and like yeah. he's a little bit crude, you know. He's mm. looking down girls' shirts and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. definitely like occasionally dances and things like that. So he's not like saintly, and yeah. uh, you know, haven't quite figured out why he's still holding on. Yeah, but, and uh, why he's there in this town? Yeah, is of also all the question. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just Elvis basically follows him around it's mm-hmm. it's great crying for a good bit of it too sometimes crying yeah, yeah. being very weepy yeah i also um, liked his relationship with his neighbor rosalia yes. she has uh, uh, so i think it was 
April of 2001, she wakes up in the morning and her husband had died in his sleep. And then on 9-11, her three sisters and their families were on one of the planes. So she lost basically everyone in a very short amount of time. And her way of dealing with this grief and trauma is that they're invisible to her. And her biggest fear is that one day she will become invisible. On one day, she'll become invisible this- at the same moment that they become visible. And they won't be able to like see each other. So every morning, uh, Thomas will confirm for her that she's visible and I thought it was interesting because she says something like oh do you like this ribbon I have in my hair or this bow or something in my hair and she's like no your hair looks nice but this is how your hair is actually styled like she was trying to sort of trick him or really confirm that she's still visible to him yeah it's an interesting take on a you know psychological drama she was supposed to be on the flight as well and for whatever reason didn't and uh, it is like I don't know she's you know, it, it replacing it and also clearly terrified she's going to die in her sleep like yes. her husband did. Yeah. So, um, but the fact that Odd, you know, wakes up every morning and does this for her is just, right. it's so sweet. But then as the book goes on and he becomes worried that someone might have killed her, his sense of, oh my God, if she's still there, she could easily be a ghost. I was like, I was feeling that same dread that... yes. He was, you know, feeling of, I got to go in and see, if, is she there? But is it really her or is it her ghost? Right. Um, so, Odd helps Penny. And we learn that he doesn't have a car. So, mm-hmm. small town. He can kind of walk around. We're in, I think, New Mexico. We're in the middle of the I desert. I can't we're remember. We're in the desert with unnecessary bu- desert bugs. <laughs> yes. Um, so, it's very, very hot. Very dry. Yeah. And uh, he is a... California. California does. Oh, it's California. Okay. Yep. Uh, and he is a fry order cook. Um, and apparently, like, when this is first mentioned, it almost seems derogatory. Like, you know, like he's got no purpose in life. He's 20 years old. He's not in school. He's just, you know, a fry cook at a diner. But as the story goes on, like, this is exactly where he wants to be. He's mm-hmm. very good at it. Mm-hmm. People are telling him, you know, you should host cooking classes. Mm-hmm. And Except that was totally flirting that he was not picking up on. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> By Miss Thing over there. <laughs> Honestly, reading so that, great. I was like, this is Chris and our friend George, who are love them both. But they will both admit that they're very oblivious or have been very oblivious. Oh, yeah. Like when I was flirting with Chris in college, <laughs> he did not pick up on it, whereas everyone else did. And then That's George okay. has some stories, too, of like not picking up on stuff. <laughs> Tim has sent messages to our group chats where he's like, so this woman just like did this. And we're like, mm-hmm. yeah, did you get our number? And he's like, no, why would I do that? And it's like, she was <laughs> flirting with you. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Boys are so clueless. It's so great. Some of them. Some of them. Some of be. them. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, odds all about Stormy and that's fine. Yep. Plus, as she's, he's not complicated. Like, he doesn't really do double meanings. No, like, not at all. Like, he won't do something that give you something or say something that's a double meaning, so he doesn't expect that in return. So that's why, oh, cooking classes. And she's like, I bet you know how to whisk. And he's like, I mean, yeah, but you're really supposed to fold the batter. And like, <laughs> not whisk. Like for like, scrambled oh, eggs. Bless you. Right, yeah. <laughs> Don't ever change odd. Right, right, right. Um, we get kind of a few layers of like how his name came to be. Like, was it supposed to be Todd? And that like his mother talks about his sister, that his dad kind of 
occasionally says doesn't exist and that there's a husband that definitely doesn't exist. It's weird. And then it's kind of dropped for a long mm-hmm. time, you know. Um, then we learn about the Bodocs, which yeah. are terrifying and fascinating. Yep. They are from Gaelic folklore, which is, um, Odd learns about them from a British boy. So kind of a yeah. good tie there. Um, in this story, they are these like big supernatural black creatures that kind yeah. of float around. And like, I think they're aware that Odd knows. I think they're aware that Odd knows the way that I said that. It sounded like mm. Todd. Um, <laughs> but he can't let on that he understands what's going on. Yeah. At first it seemed like he thought they, he didn't want to make them aware. So at first it seemed like maybe they didn't know. But then as things develop and happen towards the end, as we find out, it's like, oh, maybe they do know that yeah. you know. They're just... Yeah. Yeah. Um. Because the little boy that's like, oh, it's Bodox, ends up getting killed. Like, yeah. almost instantly, a car runs into him. We learn later that it was, like, being driven by this healthy guy that was not sleepy or anything like that. He just had a brain aneurysm and crashed the car. Yeah. And it, like, the way that it hit it was just the exact cause precision that it would bounce and hit this kid and kill this kid. Because, yeah. like, any other slight difference it would have. So Right, because the trajectory, he was at the top of a hill. I think he was driving a truck. Um, like a bigger vehicle. Yeah. But like he's at the top of a hill of a hill and basically if he hadn't touched the steering wheel, it, it would not have come near the boy, but because of the way his body had landed on the steering wheel and was moving it, went right into him. Yeah. Um when this is always colored why Odd just doesn't acknowledge them mm-hmm. and like goes about six degrees out of his way to go around them to help whoever they're hovering around because they come around bad situations so they'll either follow bad people or people that are about to have bad things happen to them right which it seemed like at first it was the former where it was just following bad people but especially as the story goes on here right it's definitely following people that are in danger yeah because we they fought they're interested in i love the name he gives the guy fungus man (laughs) (laughs) that guy at the diner who (laughs) gray eyes and just he's fungus man and because obviously he doesn't know his name but the bodex are really interested in him yeah they leave with him too he has like 20 or something which is like a crazy amount he's never seen that many or i think it's 20 at that point it increases like yeah as it goes on it increases and then decreases it's a weird story Mm. um so he ends up borrowing his boss's car and uh his boss whose name i'm totally blanking on give me a sec Oh, oh Terry. Terry, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a huge Elvis fan. Like you Superb can give her any Elvis date. knowledge. <laughs> yes. You can give her any date and she can tell you exactly what Elvis was doing that day, which is a little creepy. There's nobody mm-hmm. that I like that much. No, but it does become helpful later on in this, in this particular situation. <laughs> it does, yes. Um, and she's kind of like the standard mother figure. Mm-hmm. He's got a couple of them, but she's definitely more so. Yeah. Um, and she lets him borrow his car. Her car. Yeah. So that he can kind of drive around and find Fungus Man. Yeah. Which he ends up going and breaking into his house. This was weird. here was the dread. Yeah, this is also weird. (laughs) Um, Fungus Man leaves the house and then he breaks in. Yes. And he, that black, he finds a black room, which 
I just, every horror movie, as I've said before, turn on the lights. Yes. But this is like, seems to be like a, just a black, almost like a black hole is -hmm. how I was picturing it. And he just got, he goes in. Like one does. Yep. And then turns around and sees himself standing in the doorway. Yeah, I expected because of things like this, I was like, cool, so we're going to have a big supernatural end of apocalypse kind of hell coming down. Right. Yeah. Some time travel because he gets turned around and flung around and all of a sudden he's in the living room and when he checks his watch, it's a few minutes before. Yes. So what does he do? He goes back into the room. (laughs) Yep. And then this time he gets swung out into the carport and it's now a few minutes into the future. So then he goes back. (laughs) As one does. Right. This time before he can get in there, though, a swarm, a huge swarm of Bodaks come out the hallway, like come out of that room, out in the hallway, out of the house. So he hides until they're all gone. And then when he goes back, it's now just a study. It's a normal second bedroom that one would have a study set up in. It's not a black room anymore. Although it's still creepy on its own because there are posters of Charles Manson, Timothy McVeigh, and Mohammed Atta on the walls. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't know about you, but on my walls, I have comic arts. Mm-hmm. I have uh, air charts of the cities that I've lived in. Mm-hmm. And I have, mm-hmm. like, posters from books that I love. Yep. Maybe a calendar. I have a Harry Potter yeah. calendar above this desk right now that my sister gave me for Christmas. Very <laughs> n- Yes. Uh, I definitely have a Rosie the Riveter in my bedroom. Nice. Um, yeah, the things that, I mean, I've got some, you know, mine is more manifested in pop dolls, I guess, of, like, yep. you know. That kind of none of them are super or uh, superheroes. None of them are serial killers, <laughs> right? Because the things that interest you are not serial killers and yes. their activities. Whereas this man, who we learn because he starts going through the desk, his name is Robert Thomas Robertson. He's very interested Such in serial name. killers. Yeah, he's got a folder for like some very well-known serial killers, and, and then we uh, also find out he's super rich too. Yeah, he's got like. A couple million just liquidated and mm-hmm. um, lives in a, lives in a crowded place and like has been just passing out money left and right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Odd eventually comes to the conclusion that maybe he should look up his own name or Robert's right. name, which was smart. And, yeah, very smart. And comes across uh, a folder. date. <laughs> yep, a date or a day book, and tomorrow's date has been torn out. Yep, and that page is in Robert's folder yes just august 15th tomorrow that's the only thing in his own folder so whatever's happening it's gonna go down tomorrow which sets the timeline up for the book i think this is probably a good like 15 20 percent in mm-hmm. we're gonna very quickly establishes the rest of this book is only gonna take place over at most two or three days yep because something bad's gonna happen tomorrow and that's fine this is a lot that happens <laughs> And yet, well, it still feels like it dragged. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of pages about coyotes, and I was like, God. I don't care. Which I was also like, this is why you don't go driving out into the desert. Yeah. There's several times where it's like, hey, let's not go into yep. the desert. Yep. So, uh, just when this is when he decides to go, obviously, tell the chief because now he has a name. Um, but when he goes, Elvis is with him, and Elvis is very sad. He pats his hand. And he's crying and then Elvis kind of joins him because the, the chief is having a cookout. So this is where we see Elvis crying, but also still looking down a woman's blouse because yep. let's As take time does. to do that. Yep. Um, so he tells the chief the name and there's a cop there, an officer, Burn Eccles, who helps the chief. They're going to put together a profile and um, 
you know, basically keep an eye on this guy. Yeah. Um, he at some point also goes to see Stormy for the day uh, at her, the ice cream shop she works at. Mm-hmm. Her goal in life is to own one of these ice cream shops. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. Both of them kind of simple lifestyles. It's all yeah. good. Also, ice cream um, shop. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, Stormy is not her real name. Her real name is Brawin. Brawin. Bron- Bronwyn. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she chose Stormy for herself. That's yeah. fine. Um, then, uh, and Fungus Man had been there and ordered ice cream. And he started That's to realize, how he followed him. That's yeah. how he followed him to his home. Right, right, right. Um, these Bodocs are starting to kind of spread out. They're no, mm-hmm. There's no longer like a huge mass around him. Yeah. Um, he also runs into Simon Varner while out um, with Stormy because Simon's got a tattoo from apparently he was like in a gang before mm-hmm. he got clean and became a cop. Yeah, which I um, thought was interesting. I was like, I don't know the rules of becoming a cop, but I guess I would just be like, you're applying to be a police officer, but you were in a gang. Can we trust you? Yeah. But okay. But maybe, yeah. maybe second chances. I didn't. That was my first suspicion. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> interesting. What's no, the screening yep. process like? <laughs> I had the same thought process, but also yeah. Veronica Mars. There's the Weevil is uh, the, the leader of the gang for the first mm-hmm. few seasons. And then eventually like, tries to get on the straight and narrow and like considers okay. becoming a PI. It's a really great episode. So I guess because I had that, I was like, oh, I can kind of see this. I have this same question though, with the fast and furious series, because yes. <laughs> what Paul Walker's character gets up to in the second movie. And then all of a sudden I think he's like an FBI agent or something. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Cause also the first movie, how that ends. And then the second movie, like, <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, how deep undercover were you? Yeah. Yeah, but... but uh, before they run into to Simon, though, this is uh, when him and Stormy go to that church to have dinner um, up in the bell tower. And it sounds like she packed, like, a really nice picnic with really good cheese and, like, crackers. Yes. And I was like, this sounds lovely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was... Okay, sorry. For some reason, I thought Simon was while they were at ice cream. That is much later. Um, yeah, because they... They're up in this bell tower, and then Odd looks down, and he sees Bob Robertson down below. And he's like, oh, we should get out of here. And then he starts, Bob starts coming towards the church. So they decide they're going to go out the back door. But then he, like, the last possible minute before they go out the back door, basically, Odd's like, wait a minute. He is a smart guy. He's been studying these serial killers and their, like, different strategies and stuff. What if he knew this is what we were going to do? And he circled around instead of trying to come through the front to chase us. So then they go back out through the front and then they hear, like, someone angry and they're throwing stuff around and, like, trashing that back room. Yeah. Um, And that's the second time he'd seen Robertson because Mm -hmm. he went to visit a a little Aussie. Yeah. There's a lot that goes on and it's. Some of it's really bland to get to like the really good part. I don't, I don't know. It just there's also way too many characters. But uh, we got little Ozzy, who yep. is a writer, um, who like is a phenomenal writer, and basically like to test this, people have been like write a book series about this. I bet you can't make it a bestseller. And he's like, watch me, and then does Boom. it. <laughs> <laughs> and I love him. Yeah, I um, forgot when he's there. The cat starts hissing and he looks out the window. Yes. Bob's outside. 
Um, and of course, it's one of those looks away because then Ozzy comes back into the room and then he looks, Bob's gone. Okay. They hang out for a little while and he goes to get another drink and the back door is open and Bob is standing outside of it and then turns and walks away. So those were a couple parts where I was like, ooh, dread, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's happening? How did he know or did he see Odd coming out of his house and now he's following him? What's exactly, going yeah. on? So I did, I did feel like a little bit of dread with that. So I thought that was kind of well done. It's like, you know. What's going to happen? Little and then the church happened. Is a little bit too lackadaisical about the fact that there's someone that like is stalking odd that like has shown up at his house. Like, yes, he offers him a gun and there's that whole discussion. But like, I don't know if like you came to my house and we're hanging out and then you're like, mm-hmm. so I broke into this guy's house and now he's stalking me. I would be like, okay. <laughs> he was just outside your house too, FYI. <laughs> yes. I'd be like, okay. So I'm taking my dog and you and I are going to split up and I'm getting an Uber first to get the hell away yep. until all of this is resolved. Right. Not mad right. at you, but like, you should have thought about this. Oh, and yeah. you're telling me my door was open and he was out. Mm, yeah. Yeah. No. Um, no. We're all leaving. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're not doing this. We're not. Because he does go outside the door to follow him for a little while. And I was, so I had this thought while I was watching Pet Cemetery. Because um, there's one part where the wife hears a noise and she goes to investigate. And I was like, you know, I guess in this situation, especially where you have like kids in the house or something, you're like, I'm an adult. I got kids that I'm taking care of or whatever. I need to go investigate this noise. I'm like, that's. I know we're Chris and I aren't having kids, but if we did, that would never be me. Oh, there was a noise. Children were going out the front door. We're getting into the car yes. and we're leaving. <laughs> I'm yeah. not investigating shit. <laughs> yeah. If there's a noise or if like Charlie gets freaked out very easily. And then like occasionally mm-hmm. when I leave the bathroom window open, things get knocked around if it gets too windy. And so Charlie yep. will very quickly perk up, ears yep. up, sitting on my chest like something's going on. Chief mm-hmm. Brody. Yep. That wind. He barks at it. Oh, yeah. I don't get up those moments. I sit for a minute and I'm like, is someone in the apartment? Okay, it doesn't sound like someone's in the apartment that I'm not getting up. Yeah. The only times I've gotten out of bed are like the time I had to call the cops because my upstairs neighbors were like drunkenly fighting in the staircase Ooh. at 3 a.m. Oh, and I was like, okay, guys. You're going to break your necks. Yeah, like this is bad. And like you're stomping around like... Mm-hmm. And I think I had to get up at six. It was like, a, a, yeah, mm. that yeah. was the time. Like, I opened the door to be like, can you not? But outside of that, even when my neighbor got evicted recently, I was like, I'll watch it through the peephole. But I'm not opening the door to that. <laughs> no. No. Or like the other thing, too. Again, why are we walking through dark rooms? I don't understand. Like, it bugs me because the light switch to this to our kitchen is by the back door. And then you walk through the kitchen and there's a doorway into the living room. There's not a light switch there and there fucking should be. And it pisses me off <laughs> because I have to go across this dark kitchen yeah. to turn the light on. Which yeah. is why once I turn the light on, it just stays on until I go to bed or Chris turns it off. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's why there is a lamp over there. And Yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, yeah, some guy been... following me, followed me to my friend's house and now he's in the backyard and the door's open. I'm not going out into the back. I think possibly into the woods. Yeah. I think it was woods. No, I'm not going into the woods, period, because I don't, I don't do woods. But I'm definitely not doing them in this situation. Exactly. So he is very lexidate. Like, he's very, like, this is what's happening. I mean, he is scared at the church, cause, but it seems like in that moment, he's almost more scared. Sort of, he's got to get Stormy safe because obviously yes. he doesn't want anything to happen to her because of him. But, like, you should also be a little concerned about yourself. 
Yeah, it takes a long time for him to be a little bit concerned about himself. Because also, if this guy kills you right now, you're not going to be able to stop whatever these boat acts are swarming around him that, you know, for. Exactly. Um, We get a long conversation about guns. Mm -hmm. Um, Odd knows how to use one. He's just really uncomfortable carrying one. He would rather find any other way of using it. It's not a political statement. It's not a anything like that. It's just that very clearly something's happened to him that it causes Mm -hmm. him to go, you know what? I would rather try my chances without a gun than have to resort to one. Right. He doesn't fault anybody for owning one. It's an interesting look at that. Um, there was a recently, I don't know if you've ever watched The Odd Place, or The Odd Place, The Bold Type. I don't know where the fuck that first title came <laughs> The Bold Type on uh, Freeform no. was marketed poorly. It is a three 25-year-olds in New York, like... Mm-hmm. Oh, I've seen these commercials. Yeah. It looks ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And in some ways it is. But I think it also touches on a lot of things that millennials worry about and have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And um, one episode was about gun control. Mm. One character is very adamant against gun control. And we find out it's because she went to school like down the road from Columbine when it happened. And her roommate slash best friend owns a gun. And, like, have they been living together for years? And she realizes, like, this, what she thinks is, like, a saxophone case or something is actually a gun. Wait, so the first one is for gun control. So. Or the one who lived down the street from Columbine. She is not. Like, she's guns not. absolutely terrify her. Oh, okay. Um, she's, so the whole debate is, like, she wants the gun out of the house. The other one's, gotcha. like, you should feel, like, the gun is mine. You're more likely to get killed by someone picking up this case and bashing you in the head than someone getting the gun out. And it actually for a show that is incredibly liberal, Mm -hmm. has a very good debate about guns and gun control and and how you can be pro-gun but also very anti a lot of things. Um, Which as someone from the South, like this is I have a very interesting relationship with guns. My my old roommate had a gun. I made him keep half of it on one side of the closet and the other mm-hmm. half on the other side because in my mind, Charlie was somehow going to get into it and shoot himself. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know I... how. But, like, <laughs> I was fine with it being in the house. Yep. It could not be together, basically. And uh, so it was something that, like, as a Southern liberal, it made a lot of sense and was, like, a really great look of instead of being, like, guns are bad. It's like, okay. Yeah. Let's actually talk about this. So, have I ever told you about my grandparents and guns? Anything like that? No, with my no. grandfather's gun. So, my mom's side, there's five kids, and my grandmother told my grandfather she didn't want guns in the house because they got five little kids. Anything could happen. Yeah. Okay, sure. That's what he says. One day she walks in and my two uncles are playing with a gun. So she was like, "What the hell?" They immediately. Of course, not ratted him out, but immediately like, it's dad's. And then they showed her where the rest of them were. Oh, no. So (laughs) it's like, so A, you said you weren't going to and they're in this house. And B, the reason I didn't want them is because we have kids and the kids know where they are. Yes. So my mom said, so my grandfather worked till late. And usually my grand, like they'd all go to bed. So my aunt Doris's room was across the hall from their bedroom. So my mom said that all the kids were in her room because they knew when my grandfather got home. It was on. So first of all, my grandmother's sitting up waiting for you. Just walk out the house because it's bad. It's something's happening. <laughs> <laughs> so just, she just says hi and he says hi. 
He walks into the bedroom. She had taken the guns out to the backyard and chopped them up with an axe and left the pieces on their bed for him to find. Holy so, shit. <laughs> my mom said that they were in the bedroom, like listening, like ears, you know, pressed to the door, and all they hear is my grandfather go, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Yep. Oh. You did not fuck with Billy because she was not having it. <laughs> See, I learned gun control very quickly because my grandparents had guns as well. My entire family does. Um, and so my dad has three siblings. He's the second oldest. So his older sister was going to college. They had apparently got into a big fight. He decided not to go with her or go with the family to take her um, and stay home. And while they're, you know, moving my aunt into her dorm room, um, either a neighbor calls or comes running. I don't know exactly how this happens, but they must've been running up because they were out of breath. And she goes, Shane shot himself. And in that silence, my grandmother went, my son just killed himself, committed suicide, all these other things. And then she goes, in the leg. <laughs> you d- if you can't breathe to say the whole sentence in one breath, you need to exactly. wait until you have the breath. <laughs> and it took my dad, I swear, almost until it, like, he still, I don't think, has technically admitted it. The story he gave was that the gun was on the bed, it fell off. Whatever. Mm. Um, based on the trajectory, his oh, parents assumed that he was playing quick draw. You know, pull it out of your pocket. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, so he has all but admitted it. But that yeah. is enough to be like, you know what? I know how to shoot a gun. I used to know how to put one together and clean it. But I'm good. Good. But also this explains why I'm like, my dog will accidentally shoot right. himself. It'll happen. Right. So. <laughs> because it has happened. Someone accidentally did. Yes. So oh. I appreciate the fact that this book isn't taking a stance on gun control one way or the other and like gives Odd a reason to not carry a gun because I don't know if I would have liked Odd if he did. Yeah. But it's not like a stance of any shorts. So. Um. Oh, and Stormy has a gun too. Yes. And he's not like, I can't be with you because you don't have a gun. Or because exactly. you do have a gun. So she has one. Um, and there's actually one part where they're driving around. He's like, I kind of want to go back and get it. But then yeah. he doesn't. Um, we haven't really talked about him and Stormy yet. And yeah. uh, they're about to be together for a long period of time in this book. Um, so they met when they were kids. I think seven. Mm-hmm. And became the best of friends. And uh, when they were teenagers, they went to a carnival and there was this like <laughs> the psychic, fortune teller thing. <laughs> yep, fortune teller that they you put in a coin, you ask it a question, it spits out an answer. And uh, they watched this other couple basically keep going, "Are we going to be together forever?" And the answer clearly was no. It was, "Will Johnny and I have a long and happy marriage?" So let's see. I had to look it up because I was laughing. <laughs> it was <laughs> great. Part. So the first answer. A cold wind blows, and each night seems to last a thousand years. Okay, so let's try it again. The fool leaps from the cliff, but the winter lake below is frozen. Okay, let's try again. Third card. The orchard of blighted trees produces poisonous fruit. Fourth one. A stone can provide no nourishment, nor will sand slake your thirst. Lord, <laughs> they apparently spent four more quarters in pursuit of an answer, and then of course they're fighting. Um, they get up to eight. So by the time Johnny read number eight, the cold wind predicted by the first fortune was blowing at a gale force between them. <laughs> so they leave basically fighting. It's like guys, I'm 
you and Johnny are not meant to be together. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> whereas, you should accept it. Right. Whereas Stormy and Odd put in literally one and they get, you are destined to be together forever. <laughs> yes. Which they have then framed. It's above Stormy's bed. Yeah. Um, they have matching birthmarks. Mm-hmm. Um, well, quote unquote. Yeah. And uh, they have basically been dating since. And yes. it is an adorably chaste relationship. They have not had sex. Um, even like kissing is still very like PG-13 at best. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's adorable. It's like almost yes. like an old married couple that just hasn't quite got married or old. <laughs> yeah. Although the way we found out they, they haven't had sex was she was asking him about guns. Why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? And he's not really answering her. He's kind of going around the question. Uh, it was probably shot in a past life. You don't believe in reincarnation. Why are you afraid of guns? And he gets, it seems like he snaps at her and says, well, why are you afraid of sex? And that's when we find out um, her parents died when she was younger and she did get adopted by a couple. And then, of course, unfortunately, well, not of course, but from what he asked, you can kind of tell where this is going, that the, the adoptive father would come in and assault her. Right. So then she does end up getting out of there, luckily, after a few months and goes to an orphanage. And that's where she is until graduation. Um, so I was a little upset with him for asking that question. I was, but until you find out later what he's gone through, like, it does seem like he's throwing it in her face. Right. But it actually, like, when you find out why Odd is afraid of guns, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like him genuinely being like, it's literally the same reason that you're afraid of sex. Yeah. Childhood (laughs) trauma at the hands of a parental figure. In his case, it was his mother. Um, which I don't know if she knew. I don't, it, I don't yeah. think she knew because she kept asking. He had never told her that part. He says Stormy is like, Terry knows that he can see ghosts. Uh, the police chief knows like a couple people know little things about him. Right. But only Stormy knows everything like about the Bodox. The go- like, yes. She knows the details. She doesn't know this part though. Right. Um, and so they basically apologize to each other because it's like, uh, okay, I was pushing you on this and... Yeah, and that basically he pushed back. Yeah, and she, I love their relationship uh, to a point, and uh, like in her mind, they're together forever. Like mm-hmm. the only reason she hasn't said yes to any kind of marriage or anything is because they're young, right? Because he has proposed. Know, yeah, and like why rush into it? And because we're gonna be together forever, why rush? Right. Um, the moment that they put that timeline on it where she's like, of course I'm going to marry you, silly. And he's like, okay, it's going to happen Saturday. And I was like, nope, she's dead. Shit. <laughs> because I knew she died at some point. And then I was like, yeah. oh, shit. I did not, but I was worried because of yeah. course I'm worried. Um, but she also like, so before at the very beginning when he first goes to see her at work, he talked a lot about her and how she's into like delayed gratification where if like she really wants ice cream today, she's going to wait until like Thursday or like three days later to have it because she feels like that delayed gratification makes it taste better. Whereas he's like, I want ice cream. I'm going to go get ice cream right now. Um, so you can kind of look at the proposal marriage thing that way too. Yeah. That it'll just sort of make it that much sweeter. You know, they take their time with planning and, and all that. Yeah. So, but, um, um, I don't know which one's right there, but they they complement each other well. Yeah. Yeah. She also knows about his really bad dream about 
I think is being at a bowling alley and people have been shot. Yes. And there's a lot of dead bodies around. Um, they go to a bowling alley and all then they're looking around and they have new uniforms. So before the uniforms didn't match the dream, different colors. Okay, fine. But now they are exactly the same from his dream. And that's when they run into that. He calls the police chief who they, the police chief did send someone to the church, but of course Bob was gone. And then he sends someone to the bowling alley too. And it's that Simon guy who has the tattoo. And we find out about the tattoo because the police chief is the only one who knows about Odd's powers. The others are kept in the dark. They just, they know Odd Thomas is around a lot of times and they don't quite know why. And he's weird, the defense, but right. Yeah. It makes sense that he hasn't told anyone because like the defense could really take this and run with it to get someone off. Exactly. Like occasionally they um, have to, the chief has to twist things around to make right. it look like Odd either wasn't involved or like, it's just kind of a coincidence that he's there. Right. Like with um, Harlow, the guy at the beginning who killed Penny, the police chief, there's a big chase that I thought was interesting. And um, afterwards, basically, the chief is like, all right, so we're going to say that, you know, he leaned over it or he's going to show you something else. And then those pieces of cloth with the blood came out. Right. Okay. We'll, we'll work with that. So, um, but Simon, when he sees Odd, he's like, okay, so what am I looking for? And Odd plays dumb like, I what are you talking about? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and Stormy is much better at this because she's just like, oh, we were just bowling and he's terrible, so we're leaving. Oh, what's that tattoo like on your arm? It's so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> she's played by someone that I don't know at all in the movie, and so I'm really curious to see how she is. Yeah. Um, because Stormy is an interesting character for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I wish she had a little bit more autonomy Mm -hmm. and i'm really worried that like she did get fridged and that's how the rest of these books are gonna go Mm -hmm. but if that is the case at least it is not wrapped up in a revenge kind of manner yeah um but we'll get to that oh willem dafoe plays the chief yes i'm looking for stormy (laughs) um yeah like uh i can't think of his name something nicola plays simon and as soon as i saw that that's who was playing simon i was like i don't know if i trust simon Nico Tortorella. Yes. He's or, in, yeah, um, he was in Younger, if you've ever watched that. And then he's he also. He was in Scream 4. He was in Scream 4, <laughs> which might be where it comes from that I'm like, you're skeevy. Because I really like him as a person. I followed him on Instagram for a long time. I really like him in Younger. He plays a great mm-hmm. character. But because the first time I ever saw him was in Scream 4, it's like, I'm always going to think you're. Yeah. I'm always going to find you a little skeevy. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't recognize yeah. Stormy. She was girl in bar on the league, but <laughs> sure. Which 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 one? <laughs> right. Interesting. So, <laughs> but yeah, I liked that interaction of, with Stormy and the cop because she's just like she knows when to jump in. She knows Oz kind of over his head because he doesn't lie. He doesn't do those double meanings. He's an honest, innocent guy like he's just truthful so she's like i got this and i think he says something to her after like well (laughs) (laughs) they balance each other it's great yeah um and chief is also aware of like how much stormy knows and that like because they both odd and the chief are like you should probably and she's like like hell i'm going anywhere i'm in this they're getting tacos that sounded amazing and you Mm -hmm, should try the churros mm -hmm. it's so good oh yeah 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 (laughs) I'm a fan of churros. <laughs> um, and do they go anywhere else? No, they do. They go to talk to Viola. Yes, the friend. So 
Viola, does she work at the diner? She does, right? Yes. Because she, at the beginning, she tells Odd about her dream where she can see herself and she's like been shot in the head and she's clearly dead. So she's worried. She's got two young girls. Um, so then they decide to go talk to her more. And as they're talking to her in her dream, there are people around her with that green polo shirt and khakis on the, the uniform from the, uh, the bowling alley. So he doesn't come out and tell her his like about himself but he just said she asked him again like do you see death in me and he says yes um and that he think that he had a dream too basically doesn't give her the details but he's like whatever it is i think it's going to be tomorrow what are you doing tomorrow they were going to go do stuff for her daughter's birthday he's like no we're not doing that you're not doing that we're going to change <laughs> your plans plans yeah all right and they decide they're gonna just go to her sister's house for the day they're gonna stay inside all day they're not gonna go anywhere no movies, because she mentions the movies, which... Yeah. Um, but when he goes, he just wants to see the girls. They're asleep. And there are five Bodaks in the room. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it was... And also, like, he's like, don't call your sister now. Just don't right. even call her tomorrow. Like, we're just going to talk about it. <laughs> just, like... So we get kind of the idea that maybe Bodaks can't quite hear, maybe? But or... he does say not to talk about it. So, yeah. he, so that she's, like, not overheard. So it's yeah, like, it's can like... they hear? Maybe or maybe he doesn't know and he's just worried that they can. And yeah. he's like, we're just going to shut this down. This is what we're doing. Now we're not talking about it. I'm, <laughs> and I'm going to come and I'm going to bring you there. I am curious about Bodox and like if they still play a part and like if we learn more about them. But yeah, that'd be um, interesting. And then it was after that, that Stormy, when they get back to the house, she's like, let's get married. I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, why are we rushing into this? Right. You're at the time. I think I was like, I know you're like at the most twenty one, but I don't think you're twenty one. But you were drinking at little Aussies, so maybe you're twenty one. And then he's like, I'm twenty, and I'm like, Yeah. Oh, you poor sweet child. Okay. No. But she wants this to go bad. to Vegas. She's like, We can go to Vegas. Let's we can just do it real quick. And he wants a ceremony with like their friends. Yeah. There, you know. I really like. Yeah. I mean, she's doing it in part to get him out because she's worried about him, and this is how. Right. She knows that, like, if she wants something, he's going to do it. Right. Um, which is why it's like, I want her to have more autonomy. But also, like, Odd kind of, in a way, only solely exists for Stormy. So <laughs> it is a weird codependent almost mm-hmm. relationship, but not in a bad way. Like, Yeah. I forgot. They do go to Terry's house, too, because they have to return the car. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's where we learn on August 14th. I want to say 1958, Elvis's mom died. And then on August 16th, 1977 or something, he died. Right. So basically when they're talking, Stormy's like, oh, you didn't tell me that Elvis was crying and upset for you. He's trying to tell you that you're going to die on the 15th now. So she was upset about that. Yeah. Which I don't know how Elvis would know that, but that's okay. Um, Psychic, you know, magnetic ghosts. Um, So they go to Stormy's and he stays with her until she falls asleep. Um, and then he leaves, which I was like, wait, why are we leaving? Um, and by this point, I remember looking and it was roughly 55% of the way through the book because he was like, and it is now the 15th. And I was like, thank fucking God. It's Um, after midnight. (laughs) Yes. And like, I just, I I took a moment to be like, that was a really long day for this book. Thank you. Um, it is still not done. (laughs) And like, he's not going to bed. Um, so he goes. I thought it was kind of cute how when he leaves he's like he sees a car a cop car he was like oh that's nice that the chief would put someone on stormy to watch and i was like 
he doesn't give, I mean, he cares about Stormy, but right now he doesn't give a shit about Stormy. He's trying to protect you because you know what's going on. And Bob has been following you. <laughs> yes. Or at least that's what we think is going on. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, because he wouldn't ask the chief, Stormy would get pissed if, she, you know, he was asked. Oh, that's yeah. That's why he like sneaks out of Stormy's house so that the cop car doesn't follow him. Yeah. Um, so then he goes back to his own apartment and shit gets real bad. Um, yes. He feels like the apartment's weird. Mm-hmm. And his bathroom door has been shut. Well, which first he, he sees the gun on the floor. Yes. Which um, I was like, what? I then would, he puts his cell phone on the counter. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> if gun on floor, not my... Like, there are occasionally times where I'm convinced that uh, there might be a ghost or someone living in my apartment. Because, like, these AAA batteries, for example, that I've been looking for, just appeared on my bookshelf yesterday. And I picked them up and was like... <laughs> <laughs> That's helpful, though. Yeah. <laughs> You've yeah. been looking for him. <laughs> but also, it was like, surely I did not put those there and totally forget like weeks ago <laughs> and have been walking by this every day and not remember. And so I don't think about it too hard, but if a gun that I clearly don't own is in Just my floor. Smack in the middle. As soon yeah. as you open the door. But he does say like it was there meant for me to pick it up. So I did not. Smart. Yes. But then the bathroom door is closed. He always leaves it open. I'm like, no, because anyone, anyone could be behind that door. Exactly. But then he takes his, because it's 2003, his his phone is clipped to his belt. He takes it off and he puts it on the counter. And I was like, why are we putting our phone out of reach? Because you're going to keep walking. I didn't even think of that. I just was like, why are we still in this apartment? <laughs> that's Yes, that's question A. B, we're going to be in this apartment. Why are we putting our cell phone on the counter? Yes, you know something is very wrong. Because right. also... If you need it, it's not in your hand. But at the same time, because he gets worried about a setup, as we'll see, you don't want to leave that there because that's proof that you were there. Yes, it's your apartment, but you clearly had this thing with you earlier in the day. Yes. And like, I don't know, old cell phones, I think it was like you hit nine, it called 911. Like, whatever. Um So clearly, there's like, a part really quick. There's a part in Pet Cemetery. It's when the when the mom is investigating a noise. So just keep on. That. She does something. I'm like, why are we doing this? <laughs> like I had that reaction in the theater. Arms out. Like why? <laughs> I mean, just like your phone does your step count. Always keep your phone on you. It's perfect. Then you can call the cops when something bad happens. <laughs> and this is why I have two phones because when one's charging, I can just pick up the other one. It's great. This is not true most of the time. I cannot find one or the other. And so. Um, so he goes to open the door and no one springs out at him, thankfully. Yep. Um, and that's when I was like, this is bad. This is very, very, very yeah. bad. Uh, and he finds Robertson dead in his bathtub. Right. But the way he says it is, so the bathroom door, he always leaves it open so that it can air out after he takes a shower, hot shower. Makes sense. His bathroom curtain that he always leaves closed yes. so that it can dry is open, which I was like, oh, and also the... <laughs> I know you're supposed to leave it open so that it can dry, but if I'm home alone, that shit's open. <laughs> no, I I, come, I go back and forth on this. Yep. Because, uh, yeah, it needs to be open to dry, but also, yeah, I live alone, but mine tends to stay open. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so odd. That whole sense of dread. Yes. Very real. Because um, also, like, he turned Bob over. I was like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Bob didn't shoot himself in the chest and put himself in the bathtub. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, okay, so clearly... He killed himself to, like, you know, cause nope. problems. No. No. Because then when he also looks at Bob a little closer, 
he realizes he's been dead for several hours. And then he starts running through his mind of, okay, so little Ozzy didn't see him, but he also wasn't in the room, but I know he didn't see him. And then Stormy, I don't think she saw him when we were at the church because I was like, let's get the hell out of here. And the and noises. he had knocked over the cheese. So that, right. Like, yeah. So he was definitely, that was the ghost. And yeah. then he, because we he didn't speak, he didn't yell. He just so. like made rude gestures and. Yeah. Um, which makes ghosts a little bit more creepy because like usually you're like, oh, I can tell the difference between the two. Obviously you can't in nope. this situation. And nope. that's a little discomforting. Yeah. No. Um, so my mind kept going, call the damn cops. Like I get that he's like, me too. yeah, there like, were time periods. Cops. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, there are time periods where I didn't have someone with me and I'm like, yeah, but it's a small town. I can bet you someone saw that car. And like, I get his logic, but also I was like, for the love of God, what are you doing? Right, because then he's like, I'm going to wrap the body up and get it out of here. Now, I will say, and I don't know if this is just because I generally don't trust the cops. I was like, oh, it's that cop that was at the bowling alley. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's one quick. of the cops. Watch. And I was like, no, don't call them. <laughs> no. That's a fair assessment. Yes. Okay. Um, it actually so, probably would have gotten an odd killed. Yes. Yeah. So he wraps the body up and he's going to, he steals Rosalia's car or borrows <laughs> it. Cause he's going to bring it back. And that's when he drives out to the desert and we run into them damn coyotes. I do like this whole long history of this like casino turn, oh my sex God, shop turn, burger place and brothel. Sex turn. House. Yeah. yeah. And then a very long description of coyotes where I was just like, mm-hmm. okay, there's a very long standoff, and that's great. Do something. Like, we're talking several pages of just, like, me and the coyotes staring at each other. And then I threw this, and then a fourth one came, because originally there's three. Yes. And then a fourth one comes up from here. And then the ghost of one of those three sex workers who got killed by a crazy guy, she basically saves him because the coyotes are like, huh, like, charmed by her, it seemed. Yeah. And, like, we're just like, oh, let's hang it's out a with ghost. you. And that's... Yeah, that's how he gets away. But it was, it was very long. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, okay, that was a little unnecessary, but okay. Yeah. Um, so then he goes to the chief's house mm-hmm. for a reason, but I can't remember why. I think he's going to, I don't know if he's going to tell him, but he's, I can't remember if he's going there to tell him about the body. No, he was going to tell him that he had a vision or something that, like, yeah. Robertson definitely has a partner. Yes, um, yes, that's what without, he needs like, to know Without, like, being like, guy. but also he's dead and you don't have to look for him anymore. Um, and that is when we learned that the chief has been shot four times, three times in the but, chest, one time in the head. Oh, but he's still alive. Still fucking fighter. alive. Mm-hmm. The wife tell when he gets to the hospital, the wife tells him that the chief got a phone call at 2 a.m., goes downstairs... And then she hears the so- the shots. She comes down the stairs with her gun and the phone calling 911. But the guy, the killer's or the shooter's gone. Yeah. I was like, look at you, badass. Like, get my gun. She's <laughs> doing awesome. this. Handling this. Yeah. Um, That's also when I gets flirted with by a nurse. Yeah. Um, Bet you know how to whisk. I mean, yeah, but you got to fold the batter. <laughs> Something like that. Where I was just like, you yeah. are not. Stormy would know. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, she also tells him that Stormy's birthmark is a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, no, it's not. That's ridiculous. We have matching tattoos. <laughs> or we have matching birthmarks. Yeah. And, and this is also like the start of him just like announcing to everybody. Yeah, we're getting married on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting married Saturday. She's like, oh, so it's serious. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
And I was just like, I assume Stormy was being serious, but also this is just odd where it's like, even if like Friday, she'd been like, you know what? We got through this. Everything's okay. We don't have to do this Saturday. Like, could see that happening. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, this starts odd down like a weird trail of, well, he stays until the chief is okay. Yeah, till he's out of surgery. And yeah. basically it's a concern of like post-op complications. Like, let's try to avoid those. Right. Uh, but Jenna, the nurse, she's, she seemed hopeful, you yes. know. Yes. He um, uh, takes a shower, changes clothes. Yeah. Um, and then he goes through Robertson's wallet that he took with him. Yes. He finds that weird card that has bump, like braille. indentations, bump braille. Yeah. So another, he starts asking around like all the nurses at the different stations. And one of them's like, oh, it's a meditation card. It's sort of like rosaries when you're supposed to hold a bead and say a prayer like, or whatever. I don't actually know how rosaries work. Me neither. Um, never used one. But it's sort of like that where you're, you're supposed to be tracing the, the thing. But then she says, it's got like bad juju. Like, get this out of here. Like, drive it out to the, don't throw it away here. Drive it out to the desert. Throw it out out there somewhere. This just has like bad vibes coming from it. Yeah, and this is when I was like, "All right, we are definitely going with opening hell gates. This is going to happen. It's going to be fun." But I was Um, also like, "I really also feel like it's definitely that cop because (laughs) the chief got a call from someone he knew and just went downstairs. Like it had to be someone he knew." (laughs) I had no like vibes about the cop. I I will admit, like. Even when it, we find out it is that cop, I had to be like, wait, I gotta reread this. Hang on. How, yeah. Or no, I thought it was, um, who did I think it was? I thought it was... There's like three cops involved in this. I thought it was only two. Um, was the driver a cop? Burns, Eccles, Simon Varner, Kevin Gossett. Gossett. Oh, I didn't realize he was a cop too. Maybe he wasn't a cop. Maybe I thought it was Burns. No, Gossett is the one that was driving the truck. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, so I thought it was Burn. That's who okay. I thought it was. He's the cop who was at the cookout. Yes. That because was, I were... couldn't really remember much about him. I was like, it's you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they were trying to set him up with someone. Viola, maybe? Yeah, Lila. No. Lydia. Someone named, Some other woman that we don't really revisit. Maybe Lydia or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's who Just I thought it was. normal small sound stuff. Um, yeah. So... He goes to check on Rosalie. Oh, first he goes uh, to the DJ to find out. Oh, what that's the right. Part Sorry, says. we're still yeah. The DJ who is blind, who is amazing, mm-hmm. um, and he tells him what it says. Father and of also, lies. Yeah, <laughs> and also is like, don't throw that away here. Right, same. Like everyone's like, don't leave this here. Yeah. You go to the desert, <laughs> toss it out, get it the hell yeah. out of here. Um, so then he goes to check. Well, okay, he borrows the car and hot wires it because he. Is running on adrenaline and, like, can handle the fact that Robertson's dead and that he's got Robertson in the back of this car and is going to go drive right. him. But he cannot handle the fact that if he walks in there and finds out that Rosalie is dead. Right. Like, whoever killed him down. might have seen yeah. her and he's worried She sounds her. like a recluse almost. And so. Right. Um, but because of how long Robertson has been dead, he's like, this probably happened during the day when she could have been, like, near her door, near her window, outside yeah. or something. So he's worried about her and he just, he cannot handle that right. right now. But he has very much assumed that she is dead. Yeah. So I was worried too when he went up to the house. Yeah. It was like, I'm not ready to deal with that. Right. But surprisingly, it's okay. She's alive. But he blurts out, you're alive. I mean, visible. You're visible. Yes. <laughs> and she's like, I know the cops told me that. Right. <laughs> what cops? Well, they said that there was, they heard like a gunshot at your house. So he let them in or she let I'm sorry she let them in and looked around just to look around to make sure everything was okay but there's no way that, that he was killed there at Odd's house and she didn't hear it 
Right, because she would have heard that. Yeah. yeah so, so I'm assuming, like, oh, like the, the body anonymous call. Yeah. Yeah. It must have just been the cop stopping by, being like, what's going on with the body? Yeah. Because they don't do anything. I mean, I think, I can't even remember if he scrubs the blood stains off the tile. So. Oh, I don't remember. But I also don't remember. Like, she never says the, the cop's name. So we don't know if it's no. the ones at the end. Like, you know, when we find out who they are. Or if it's just some other ones who got, like, the anonymous call. Yeah. And the well, were see, sent to go check it out. That's the thing is, like, if it's the two that are in on all this, then they wouldn't have gotten an anonymous call. They just would have been, you know, stopping right. by. But maybe they could have made the anonymous call just to, like, make it go through appropriate channels. Yeah. Um, but either way, there's not, like, a an APB out for right. uh, odd. Um, but I liked when he asks her if he can borrow his car or her car. And she's like, didn't you just drive up in it? <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. like, yes, ma'am. She's like, that's fine then. <laughs> like, she's not upset or anything. No. She's just like, didn't you just drive up in it? <laughs> they love him so much. Um, so then... He goes, he, he's like blocked and he can't quite put, he's like, time's moving quickly. It didn't feel that way. And he's blocked and he can't figure <laughs> out what to do. So like, let's go visit my parents. Oh, and first like, he, I just, I really quick, before he does that, he goes to Viola to take her to her sister's oh, house. Oh, that's right. That's right. And the daughters, I'm trying to see if it says how old they are. It's so like Nicolina five and is, seven? Yeah, five and seven. That's right. And of course the seven one, seven year old knows Everything. Everything. As the five-year-old says she's going to, when she's older, she's going to buy all of her clothes. They're all going to be pink. I'm only going to wear pink forever. And the seven-year-old goes, well, everyone will think you're a whore. <laughs> I was like, yes. what the fuck? <laughs> I know. I was like, what seven-year-old knows his word, first of all? Oh. Right. But then the mom's like, that's an awful thing to say. That's just a half step from trash talk. And two weeks ago, I was like, that's a half a step. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the five-year-old's like, what's a whore? <laughs> yeah. Someone who Some- kisses boys. Who wears pink and kisses men for money. Yes. She goes, fine, I won't do it for money. Well, that makes you a slut. It's like, right. I was just like, what the hell? Okay. And then, oh, what is it? Oh, and then they're kind of going back and forth. Oh, that's what the five-year-old says. She's never going to kiss any men. And the seven-year-old's like, you will when you're older. She's like, no, I won't. I won't. Just you and mommy and auntie and that's it. And she's like, her well, teddy bear. Stuffed bear. <laughs> He's a boy. He's a stuffed bear. He's a boy stuffed bear. I was like, oh, dear right. God. Right. Like, I'm not a slut. I'm going to be a dog doctor. They're called veterinarians and they don't wear pink. She's like, well, I'll be the first. And then she's like, I guess I would bring my dog to you. Yeah. Even if you're just, wearing all pink. Yeah. Just the, you're a whore. Oh, that makes you a slut. And I was like, first of all, children. <laughs> Why are we letting them go like this? Right. Because we're going to have to talk about that word. And then I guess at seven, I'm going to have to, for seven and five year olds, I'm gonna have to figure out a way to talk to you about not slut shaming people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If someone wants to kiss someone, it's their choice. As long right. as it's too consenting. Oh, now I need to explain the word consenting. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're going to get through this though. Cause you're yes. going to get this message. <laughs> yes. um, uh, yeah, so that's when he goes after he drops them off. Um, then he goes back to Bob's. But yeah. I just was like, this, there's like there's little pieces of little comedy here and there yes. to kind of lighten lighten it up a little bit. Yeah. Um. So he goes to see his dad, and absentee parents are like a weird trigger for me. I've come to learn. Uh, like I just wanted to pull the girlfriend's hair and be like, listen, bitch. You were a child. You were 18 years old. Yes. Stop. He's not going to change his mind about you. You will be getting dumped in the, within the next six months. 
go get some confidence. You are gorgeous. Get out of here. Right. And it's and the not thing, like, like, Odd's not looking for approval. He's just right. Trying and he's not to looking for himself. money because that's part of her. See, yeah. he can tell that she's concerned because he says he's getting married, and he's like, "Oh, she's worried that that means like a gift for me." And he's like, "He doesn't want anything." He also doesn't harbor any ill will towards her. He like kind of wants to. He feels he feels bad for her because yes. he knows that this is the cycle. Soon she's going to turn nineteen, and then she's going to start to look a little too old for his, for his dad's liking. And then she's definitely yeah. going to be out by the time she's twenty because that's just how it goes. And so gross. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, he's like, "I'm getting married Saturday," and her his dad's like, "Oh no, we have something that day." And he's like, oh, "Okay." No. And he's like, "That's I'm fine." I'm not changing this. <laughs> Could you move it to another Saturday? No. No. And like she's being terrible, and he's just like. Yeah, this isn't the place where I need to be to unblock. Maybe I'll go visit mom. And Which, mm. yeah, like his dad does not care. It's no, he doesn't follow him. No, like, it's all bad. Um, so he goes to visit his mom, who owns this giant house. She's got alimony. She never has to work, and she's like in her backyard gardening. Mm-hmm. Seems fine. Just kind of like, you know, two narcissistics got married and realized that they were married and narcissistic. And so they got divorced and oh, they have a kid. Yeah. And then. That's, that's one of the reasons when he tells his dad he's getting married. One of the reasons why his dad's like, you're too young. Don't get married. I got married too young and sort of. Yeah. Got, like, look what happened. Your mother and I, like, we had to get divorced. Right. Um, and that's why his mom is able to live in such comfort as the, like alimony or the settlement or whatever she got because of the divorce yeah we also learned his dad's a bit of a con man he's trying to sell property on the moon like oh my god his parents (laughs) when they died set up his trust so that he only lives off the interest because like he has no willpower with money he would be spending it on everything so like but he still lives very comfortably himself yeah. yeah um but yeah it's it's all around bad um yeah but it's still manageable like there are more absentee parents. This is before we get too far into the mom. Where I'm like, like sharp objects broke me. And like I, I was almost had to like call my therapist to be like, I know I haven't visited you in a while, but I just read this book and I'm kind of traumatized and like mm. we need to talk. And then like he goes to see his mom who's gardening and like I would, just was expecting kind of a hippie to be narcissist. Right. We're just hanging out. Yeah. It's nice. And then. Yeah. So then. He's like, we need to talk about some things. He says he has a problem. She's like, oh, there are no problems allowed here. And I was like, oh, no. Um, We learned that, like, when he was sick as a kid, either someone else had to take him or he was completely ignored. He had appendicitis. Yeah. He had appendicitis and thankfully had it at school. So someone took him to the hospital because if he'd been home, he would have probably died. Right. She locks herself up in her room to not deal with it. Uh, When he had the flu... And it was coughing because you cannot help that yes. you need to cough because your body needs to do that. Um, she came in with a gun. Yeah. And I believe that's when she first threatened to shoot herself and then placed it to his eye and told him to like look inside. And I was like, what the? Yeah. F- how are. So how are you even here with this person? Because I would have like absolutely. Well, he does say he will never sit in me that for house cutting. again. Yes. And, like, he, does, he doesn't visit all the time. It had been yeah. at least a few months, like, several months since the yeah. last time. But I'm just like, wow, like, to, re- to try to keep some type of relationship alive That's when nice. no one would blame you for being like, fuck all that. Yeah. Someone that sweet and innocent, not innocent, someone that sweet 
and caring is going to still like I, I can see it. I've got friends like that. I mean, yeah, you know. Plus, it's your parents. Like you yeah. want your. Although, so He's I not look back just her to change. Right, right. But when I look back to see when Stormy's saying like, "Let's go to Vegas," he doesn't say friends and family. He just says, "I want our friends yes. at our wedding." So that's why he doesn't want to go to Vegas because he never. He was never going to change the plan for his father. And I was like, was he planning to invite him? Like, I don't think so. Because no, I think he, he just made He did talk. just say friends. Like, yeah. the family that he made. Yes. Terry, the chief, his wife. Like, the family that him and Stormy have made. Yeah. And that's, there's, it's wonderful. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that he was able to make that family after, like, learning yes. about his parents. You know? Um, and so she does... She, Goes inside, gets the gun. She's holding it. She's screaming at him. It's, I don't want to go too far into it because it is incredibly upsetting. Yes. Um, but it does help him realize that he has missed something on Robertson's body. Right. So I had my upsetting moment and then we got yeah. Stephanie's upsetting <laughs> moment. Um, although actually too, right before, before he goes to visit his dad, he does go back to Robertson's house. That's when he goes and he finds the body parts labeled in the refrigerator. Oh, the that's freezer. right. I forgot about that. Yeah. And then Bob is there and he basically throws a poltergeist tantrum, yeah. throwing shit around the kitchen and he leaves. <sighs> so after we see, visit the parents and I have my upsetting part that I did not need. <laughs> he goes to the body because he's like, I have to investigate this more. Right. <laughs> Literally all I wrote in my notes was unnecessary underlined <laughs> twice. <laughs> Because he, like, you know, he stashed it in this abandoned building in a room. Like, he closed the door because yes. he was worried about the cat. Makes sense. Smart. Yes. Okay, great. Goes in and a tarantula crawls out. But the way that it's written, it's like, <gasps> and Bob licked me. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Ugh. No. So gross. So, like, it, like, goes away and he examines the body. But he keeps, like, checking back for it, which, yes. Because, yes. I mean, just go um, ahead and burn the building down. It's fine. We understand. Yeah. He sees the tattoo that he, the guy had a tattoo that said FOL, like the father of lies. And then it triggers the POD tattoo on Simon. Yes. So, For but then like also Prince that damn thing. Death? Prince of Darkness. Darkness. Okay. Yep. But, like, he keeps checking back for the tarantula, and it's crawling up the wall, and it'll freeze in the light, and now it's crawling on the ceiling. And, like, the description when he's leaving, the description of the sound that it made when it hit the ground, I wanted to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> yep. The bug is the worst part. Yeah. I was like, can we just bring the coyotes back? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give me 20 pages about the coyotes again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do bugs. <laughs> yeah. No. So there I was like, oh, shit, I was wrong. It's the other cop. <laughs> yes. Which I had to, like, reread several times. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. And uh, it's like, oh, that tattoo is not gang related. Yeah. So, oh, also, too, at, at Robertson's home, he found the body parts. But then he also found, like, black candles and, like, Various... stuff that made him think, like, Satanist cult yeah. thing. Yeah. So then he, uh, I think that's when he starts driving around again and he ends up back at the mall. Yes. Everything's kind of pulling him towards the mall. Yep. And now he has a face and a name, like, to kind of focus on to get. for Simon. Yeah. Yeah. And this is when shit gets too real. (sighs) Yeah. He grabs a bat, which I was like, yes, smart. Get a weapon. Gets a good sturdy bat, too. Yes. And then he goes to, like, the security station door area. And the way he's positioned outside the door, when the person who with the giant assault rifle opens it, he's able to basically just swing and smack him right in the face back 
bash him in the face yeah. with that bat. Knocks him out. Yes. The guy had already killed the security officers in the room. Yeah. Um, but when he takes the mask off, it's burn. It's the first one who I did think it was. And then I was like, oh my God, how many fucking cops are involved in this? Because I was like yeah. spiraling into, oh God, it's not just these two. I'm curious if this book could have been released in the current climate with cops. I don't know. Yeah. No. <laughs> um. So he knocks him out. He ties him up. And then he's got to find Simon because he knows of Simon because of the tattoo thing. Right. And then he sees Viola. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing, Viola? I know. You are I supposed to be at that house. So loud at her. She's like, yeah. I have to buy the gift. You didn't say anything it's about like, them all. He's like, get the fuck out of here. Without, but like, in his nice, polite, odd you. way. Yeah. But he's like, I'm just sitting like, he told you to stay at your sister's house. This was the agreement. Everybody was going to stay inside at your sister's house. I just needed to run off for like leave. a second. Okay. Well, he's like, this is your dream. And she's like, uh, <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. She does get away though. He's like, no, don't go that way. Go this way. Like he puts you know, her basically in a closet. Yeah. And, oh my God. Uh, I was like, really Viola? What the fuck? And then Simon just opens shot. Yeah. And it's, it's not good. It's, it's very like detailed and like, I do appreciate actually that it was like, you know what? I'm not going to go into too much detail about this. And I was like, thank you. Yeah. To respect those who were injured or killed in their families. Like, yes. Yeah. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's still feeling this pull to the, the, he bashes Simon, like, or no, he shoots Simon. He shoots Simon. Yeah. He misses a couple times, and it's like, you know, in a movie, I would have hit him with the first shot because I'm not that far away from him. Yeah, <laughs> but he's it's like, like, unless Simon's the hero, he but Simon's doesn't. obviously not the hero. It's right. like, I really appreciate this line of no. thought. Thank you very much. Um, but he does end up killing Simon mm-hmm. and wants to go check to see if Stormy's okay, but he's still feeling this pull. So he goes to the other side of the mall. Mm-hmm. And there's this truck, and it has no smell and no like, ev- like no um, DNA. Like it's like a brand new truck is basically sitting in this warehouse, and the guy's like, "Is this your truck? Like you need to move it. Like there's no manifest, blah blah blah." And it's because there is a bomb or like massive, you know, in this, mm-hmm. um, in this truck. And like, I don't want to see the plan as brilliant, but like. Yeah, you got two guys that are shooting to get everybody to move this other side of the building to then blow it up. It's yeah. awful. Yeah. And it is the most effective way to kill a lot of people. Um, Odd gets shot like six times in the back. Is it? Because I was reading. I was like, oh, wait, did he missed that time. But I was like, I was like, I meant to actually go back and see. I did too. I'm trying to think. How many times? He definitely got shot at least once. Uh, I think it was at least twice because I know he, I do remember like shot eight hit him or something. Yeah. Shot odd twice shot. in the back. Okay. So he shoots eight times, only twice hits. Which could be enough, but, like, he is able yeah. to, like, he grabs the the wires. Um, and he's yeah. able to stop it. Um, and then, so apparently Gossett is the only one still alive. He confesses to everything. They're a part of this satanic group that basically just wanted to make the news and cause destruction. Mm-hmm. So they picked a town where it was... Small, but not too small. Like, it would get news and traction right. if something tragic happened. And by killing the chief, which was the plan, like, they, these two cops would move up in the ranks and, you know, right. basically re- unleash he- hell. And, right. you know. Their plan, too, to, like, do this, basically, 
throw off their the because they were wearing all black throw all that off and basically join the responding officers yes. too it was just like son of a bitch yeah like they basically they had everything down to where it was like they would come out the heroes and thus continue to cause destruction um they are satanic like they but they had a, more of a focus on killing obviously and like most people that they meet that kind of worship the same thing they do aren't that way which i do like that kind of nod Mm-hmm. Um, which is how they came across Robertson, who never ever killed anybody, not even his right. mother, like someone else. The, one of the boys killed his mother. Right. The body parts were sort of like, yeah, you can be in our club. Here you go. Yeah. Buddy. Is, God. Yeah. Um, and they did kill him because Odd had basically made him. Um, and yeah, like they, I can't remember how many people died. Um. It was low. I want to say I think it was 22 injured and like, I can't remember how many were dead. I know I wrote this down and I cannot find it. I think it was 19. Because I remember like the, when the doctor comes to examine him, when he comes to, he uses the word hero a lot, which makes odd uncomfortable. <laughs> uh. Either way, basically they're like, yeah, like it, it is a sad day and everything, but because mm-hmm. he stopped the truck, like he saved hundreds if not thousands you know everybody in that mall probably would have not made it out um which why is gossip still there like was gossip going to end up in the i don't know i don't know like if he maybe his job was just to drop the truck off and make sure i don't know maybe he he was kind of close yeah like he'd kind of accepted i guess either way um so he's in the hospital for a few days um, Stormy comes in and visits. She's wearing her uniform without the hats. Um, she talks to him about who's waiting outside. And, like, after the first night, kind of doesn't leave his side. Um, Terry visits. Little Ozzy visits. Um, his parents don't. Because his dad, I think, right. at least calls. Or, like, Your son got shot. Yeah. He also got shot saving yep. a bunch of lives. Like... They're the fuck. So terrible. God. Um, so Odd gets out. Okay. He's still like, we're going to make it to the wedding. It's going to happen Saturday. It's going to work. And then he's like, at some point, like, I had to accept that it wasn't going to, like, he couldn't, you know, he's recovering from gunshots. Mm-hmm. Um, so he and Stormy go and hole up in Stormy's apartment because he obviously doesn't want to go back to his. Right. Um, he's like, I'll never be able to shower in that tub where yeah. I found the body, which makes Understandable. Sense. Um, yep. They basically lock themselves in the apartment for a few days. They turn off the phone because all mm-hmm. these uh, reporters keep calling and everything. And it's a few days later when Terry and the chief and Ozzy are basically like barging, like knocking on this door and being like, you got to let us in. <laughs> like, we've let yep. you, you know, stay in this uh, sad cocoon for a couple days. But like, come on, dude. <laughs> and yeah, because uh, it's when... The chief says, it's got to stop now, son. I was like, oh, God damn it. (laughs) And I just kept being like, well, ghosts don't talk. Right. But then I was also like, his grief could really just be. And he even says, like, I was being an unreliable narrator reader. Like, yes, he did. I'm sorry. So he told us at the beginning, like, he might be unreliable. (laughs) Um, So Stormy is dead. Yep. And uh, And, there's an urn. I found it. 41 people had been wounded at the mall and 19 died. Okay. Um, they bring an urn with her ashes. Um, 
she he admits that like he well, like one of the nights when they're together like she takes off his her top and I was like is he gonna sleep with a ghost um well see I didn't know it was a ghost at that point <laughs> but I was like maybe not now in the midst of the trauma yeah, let's just yeah. you know but maybe, he you know. yeah uh, we find out her birthmark is on her the side of her boob it's on yeah. his hand so like if he cups it just right they come together and I was like mm, definitely written by a dude um yep but that's and, when he said that he always knew it was a tattoo. Yes, which is cute. Um, and, like, he makes it very clear, like, the rest of his life is the goal is to persevere so that he can get to Stormy. And I like that. It's yeah. a, kind of like a fridging, but not. Because, mm. like, I'm assuming he's going to do more good and not get very self-destructive. Right. But, because she always said, where is it, that she felt like, that we're in this life right now is boot camp to learn. And if yes. we don't persevere enough, we're not going to earn enough or we're not going to earn like our next great adventure type of thing. Um, so he's like when he says goodbye to her, because the people who come to him are the ones who know that he can see dead. And like they, they know that this is what's happening. Right. Uh, but they're like, you have to let her go. This is she shouldn't have to be stuck here. And he agrees. He, he agrees. And he says that he'll see her in service. So like after boot camp in the next, yeah. you know. And she does disappear. She does move on. Yeah. And I cried. I cried quite a bit. Like, I, did you ever watch Ugly Betty? Some of it, yeah. Actually, no, I think I did finish Ugly Betty. So remember when Hilda and her son's father, they're reconnecting at the end of season one and it ends with him getting shot at a robbery. And then I want to say the first episode of season two, she's taking care of him. Things are good. He's just got, he's just got like a, like a, like a bandage. Yeah. And then it ends and it pulls out, like it ends with, I think America for like, I think Betty bringing her something and she's her alone crying in a dark room by herself because he was not. And I was like, that's what that made me think yeah. of was Hilda and her boyfriend. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. That's such a good show too. <sighs> yeah. Also stay to the feeling I got with the mass shooting. You don't watch Grey's, right? No, 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 I don't, not do gonna. no I don't do okay. hospital shows. There's an episode where a guy comes in and shoots up the hospital. His wife died, and this is how he's his how he's dealing with it. And I remember watching this episode like I will never watch this episode again. It also kind of felt like so the hospital had merged with another hospital, so there were all these other doctors that they brought in, and it kind of felt like a way for them to get rid of some of them. Because I don't remember a lot of people. I don't know who from like the first hospital that I can't think of the name of. How many of them died? Yeah. I don't know if I can think of any, but there were definitely two that I can see from the other hospital who died. <laughs> yeah, that um, makes sense. Yeah. yeah, but that feeling of, I'm never going to watch this again. I'm never going to, I can't read yeah. this book again. Um, and then I didn't. I did a Grey's Watch a couple years ago, and I stopped right before that episode. I was like, and this is where, because even though I kept watching the show for a little while after that, I was like, no, I'm done here. Yeah. This is good. Like, bring me back to when one of the doctors is seeing her dead boyfriend. Bring me that ghost, which for a doctor, you should know it's your brain tumor. That's what you have. Yeah, I feel like hallucinations should be a little bit more. Because you're a doctor and you should know that. And she says something is wrong with her when the boyfriend, it's, uh, what's his name? Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yes, I know. But she's like, oh my God, something's wrong with me. And he's like, no, it's just me. And she believes him. She has sex with the ghost. It's a whole thing. (laughs) It's a whole thing. (laughs) Hopefully she doesn't get pregnant. No, no, because it's a freaking brain tumor. (laughs) I don't know. After Twilight, I just still have to be like, please don't. (laughs) Uh, 
there's not really a cliffhanger. There's no really like, where are we going next with this? No. Other than like, he's just going to keep pushing. Yep. He's going to keep trying to do his best. Yeah. Try to help where he can. Um, yeah. Yeah. So occasionally when we talk about these books, like there's been a one or two where I was like on the fence about how I feel about it. And like afterwards, I'm like, okay, yeah, I think I enjoyed it more. I am fairly comfortable in my, I like odd. I don't particularly Mm -hmm. care for this book. I see that. Yeah. I think there's parts of the book I like, like the sense of dread I felt when Bob is following him. And also we don't know that Bob is dead. The reveal that Bob was dead the whole time. I liked that. There were a couple other parts of, feelings of dread that I like because I did all right so I did have one nightmare while reading this book but I don't know that I can credit it to the book because it was after the description of his nightmare and it was a dream where I was somewhere that where a mass shooting was about to happen and then happened so I don't know that I can credit it so much to the like the scariness of the book or more to the scariness of real life yeah maybe you just knew where the book was going yeah and then uh, watched the birdcage last night after, was it last night? No, Thursday night after finishing this. Cause our favorite, pl- I think I said this before we started recording that our, one of our favorite places was showing the birdcage. And I was like, yeah. that's a funny movie. I'm at the shooting part. I'm going to power through and then we're going to go. So I can just watch something fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, and there's a bomb. What? Yeah. It's so like, I got to get through that. Okay, good. He's in a hospital bed. We can go to the, we can go watch the movie now. I was walking past the World Trade Center. When I was- <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was doing an audiobook and uh, I was like, okay. Oh, God, right. no. Yeah, because I was going to the library. I had like a ton of comics and a couple books on hold. And I was like, I'm going to mm-hmm. go pick up these. I brought a bag to work to carry these books. Left the bag at work and it's fine. It's fine. They got home. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was like, not the, yeah, not the place to read this. Maybe not. <laughs> so, okay. So we are definitely... Going in a different route for the next one. Oh my God, um, it's going to be a big tonal shift. <laughs> thank God. But before we do that, let's go with a book drink. Oh. Um, hmm. They kept talking about milkshakes and root beer floats. Or maybe I just really wanted they a root did. beer float. Either way, I've been doing the whole delayed gratification and I might get a milkshake this weekend. Nice. So I'm going to go Enjoy. with that. I like it. That sounds like a good drink. Something yeah. ice cream related in honor of Stormy. Yeah, something very dinery, something very, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to say, like, innocent. There's a word that's not innocent, but just simple like, has such a bad connotation to it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with wanting an uncomplex life. Right. It's like a very simple pleasure. Yes. A milkshake or a root beer float or something yes. like that. It's like, it's also something I never think to get, although I did get a smoothie the other day. Ooh, smoothie good. sounds good, too. I do have the making um, for a smoothie. Yeah. But yeah, just like a classic type of pleasure drink yeah thing um okay so before we dive oh wait you asked me do you think that you would read more of the series or more dean Koontz? what are your thoughts there was nothing in it that makes me there's nothing in it that makes me really dislike dean Koontz. Mm-hmm. there's also nothing in it that makes me want to continue i might like gotcha. go try to find a summary to see where he goes next and like mm-hmm. Maybe if something cool or something sounds cool, I'll give it another shot. That's where I'm at. I, I'm not against giving this another shot. I also mm-hmm. have enough books on my plate that it's not like it's not like Pines where I'm like, I got to know right. what's ha- going to happen in yeah. this series. Yeah, I feel this. I think I I feel like I may have liked it a little more than you. 
for certain parts. Um, <laughs> and necessary parts. But then I did oh, the end. But I, I, I want more ghosts. Like, that's what I thought, like... Because I yeah. associate him with Stephen King and I associate the supernatural pet cemetery it stuff with Stephen King, like that's what I was expecting more of. Like, give me that supernatural stuff. Yeah. The gates of hell, like those, I feel like those Bodex have to come back, right? Like, there's got to be more about to. them. Yeah. And oh, because that's the other thing. At the end, when he's thinking about the cops and their plan, there were none around either of these cops, either at the cookout yeah. or at the bowling alley when he saw the other one. So he's thinking that they knew and they like they were deliberately not around them, but were fine being around this other guy, even though that essentially set that guy up to get killed. Because the second that he gave the chief that name and then the chief told uh, Brian yeah, Byrne to look Byrne, into it, done. Yeah, maybe maybe that is where the series is going. I'll, I'll probably yeah. text. I think Tim said he read all of them, so I may be like, okay, give me just like a quick synopsis of where this is going. Right. And also, tell us if there are any more stories. more mass shootings because I'm not, that oh that too, too because I don't want because he's gonna <laughs> unless he moves out of the desert. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely gonna be more bugs, but ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Um. So before we get into our next book, uh, what are you going to be reading in the meantime? Gonna finish the four, five, and six of the Lock and Key series, and then I did also request the second of the Wayward Pines trilogy because that's the one I'm like, yes, I need to know. I need to know where you're going. So, Lock and Key, and then hopefully, if Wayward comes in time from the library, Wayward. Awesome. Yeah. How about you? Um, so, I just checked out a ton of comics from the library, so I should probably get through those. Um, <laughs> uh, given the release of the new Star Wars trailer, I'm going to try mm. to finish the. Darth Vader run of comics, but also Lock and Key. I have a bunch of those. Yeah. Um, so I'm traveling this week, and I've got a couple flights, so I hopefully can knock out a few comics during that time. Um, and I definitely, you know, I don't know. There's always, like, 20 books that I need to get read. <laughs> <laughs> it's my own personal, like, axe to bear, but <laughs> it's all good. Um as for our next book for the podcast, we are going to definitely be taking it in a completely different direction, and I'm very excited. We are going mm-hmm, to be reading mm-hmm. a romance book, mm-hmm. and I just realized I should look up the, the author's name. Um, Do you read a lot of romance books, or have so you? There is, part of my mind goes to when I was young, which romance meant, like, erotica, you know, the mm-hmm. heaving bosoms. I'm, like, moving my chest. Um, <laughs> with, like, the blah of the guys with the long hair on the covers. I don't go with, like, the Harlequin romances, I think what they're called. I do mm-hmm. read a lot of romance books. Um, and more so this year. I, I had a really weird breakup last year, so it's been, like, kind of, I guess, me being like, all right, I think I'm kind of ready to maybe get back into dating. Um, but, yeah, I really like some YA romance. Um, I like retellings of Jane Austen, even though I'm not exactly a huge Jane Austen fan. Um, and I just like the, I, I have the tropes that I love and I love Hallmark movies. So yes, overall <laughs> I am like a very like cynical romantic. What about you? <laughs> um, I did more of the erotica, like short stories and then some like Zane did. She had the Sex Chronicles, but then she also had a couple of novels, a few novels that I read. Okay. Um, I don't know. I guess I just, I see, I don't know what, like, if I, I see more of a difference between that and what I think of as romance, where Erotica is like, we're trying to turn you on so you can get yourself off. That's yep. the point of this. Yep. 
romance, I feel like, is not necessarily for that. So if that's the actual, like, that's just how I see it. And if I'm wrong, whatever. But going with those two explanations, I don't think I've actually really read a romance novel. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I could kind of make the argument that the other Boleyn girl is a romance, but also it's very mm. political. So no, at the same time. Um, yeah, I guess I kind of like my romance stories with something else. Yeah. Um, like Outlander, I avoided for a long time because I thought it was a romance series. And then, I, you know, I had a close friend be like, no, there's a lot of political intrigue. And I tried mm-hmm. the show first and loved the show. Now I'm reading the yeah. books, um, which we will not be doing one of those because it's a thousand fucking pages long. <laughs> um, but the romance world has a lot of actual like drama with writers going on right now. So it'll be actually a really fun conversation to kind of talk about what's been going on there um, while we read A Princess in Theory by Alyssa Cole. Um, I don't know. I have not read any of Alyssa Cole's stuff, but I have several friends that have read this book and loved it. So I'm very excited. Um, yeah. What about you? Do you know her? Anything about her? Or No, I don't. So okay. I'm very excited to, to give it a try. Give like a something classified for sure as a romance book a try. Yes. Just to kind of yeah. dive in. Yeah. I, Sophia Kinsella. Have you, or Sophie Kinsella. I know that name. Why do I know that um, name? She did the Shopaholic series. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I read it, but yes. She's got like, she's kind of the one that I guess a few years ago, I've read all of her books except for the Shopaholic series as like a, I almost view them as palate cleansers. Like, you know, nothing scary. There's not going to be a mass shooting. Like, mm-hmm. the biggest drama is that they're going to break up over some miscommunication. And because it's okay. Sophie Kinsella and not Hallmark, yeah, there might be sex. But it's not going to be like ripping clothes off. We're going to use words to explicitly talk about sex. It's just kind of like, not not, not even like the fade to black. It's a little, I don't know. Mm. You know, it's not with the intent to get you off. So, um, so yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be a good, good palate cleanser after. <laughs> yes. <laughs> after this. Um, so yeah, if you want to read along with us, uh, again, it's a princess in theory by Alyssa Cole. Um, so until we come back, is there anywhere people can find you um, or anything? This is still coming out in April. This one comes out this week. I feel like I'm all turned around. I know. We're so... <laughs> we would have been recording this week, so it comes out. It still comes out in April, yes. Okay. So, for March and April, yes, you could find me in Bust Magazine, speaking of erotica. I <laughs> did their one-handed read for the March-April edition that has Taraji P. Henson on the cover. One-handed read is... Ero- like The point of it is to get you off, because it's one-handed. <laughs> what are you doing with the other hand? There you go. <laughs> So that's where you can find me. <laughs> Very nice. How about you? Uh, for me, you can find me at my blog, uh, meggriffin.com with three G's in the middle. There you can find all my book reviews, uh, information about all my pad- podcasts, all the episodes of podcasts that I've guested on. Uh, you can also find links to where I have post fanfics if you want my Outlander fanfic or even the erotica story that I wrote a couple years ago that is on Wattpad. So yeah, you can really get into the mood with us. Um, As for this podcast, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at JBC Podcast. Um, We also have a Facebook group, which is a handbook for judging fabulous retellings. Um, And we will be back again in two weeks to get very romantic. (laughs) Um, And until then, please continue to support your libraries.